0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Facade. In this week's show, I am going to be briefly covering the issue of stress and overwork. Now, why would I cover such a topic, you may be asking yourselves. Well, given the time of year that that it is, um, there are many people out there who may well be facing a very stressful month, and perhaps the most stressful month of the year, in fact. So, I appreciate now the Christmas festivity and the atmosphere could of, often mask that, but I do know I can relate myself to the fact that, you know, if anyone is in business, you can actually feel a lot of pressure at this time of the year. And, um, you know, that can also stand for you from a work or from a personal point of view. So, anyway guys, I'm gonna get into that today a little bit and so sit back and relax for a little moment while we examine how to deal with stress and overwork. You are listening to behind the facade and i am your host gavin j gallagher on this podcast i explore the mental and emotional game often playing out subconsciously both in your mind and the mind of everyone else in the real estate or property investment market the key to success in this game is to master your mindset your behavior to take control of your thoughts your emotions and most importantly your ego welcome to the show now before i jump into the main topic today I wanted to address a newspaper headline that I read today, and it was in one of my local newspapers, the Sunday Business Post. And the newspaper headline goes, Dublin house prices to soar by 25% according to a council study. Now, that, uh, it just... Immediately when I saw that, I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Now, apparently the big accounting firm, the accounting and tax practice, KPMG, have recently completed a report for uh, the local authorities here in uh, Ireland. And they have predicted this sharp, sharp increase in both prices and rental rates by 2028. And, you know, for me, when I read it, it was a shock because already we've seen a massive increase in the last couple of months. And, um, and I kind of wondered to myself, is this is this report delayed, first of all? And, you know, the the shock, the, the increases that we're actually seeing now, perhaps that's already been, you know, kind of predicted in this report. But it uh, it does make you wonder, 25 percent seems awfully large. And um, then. I kind of thought to myself, well, let's have a think about this now. I've read a little bit deeper into the article and I see that they have a date of 2028 as the date that this would all happen by. And if you think back then, you're going to say, well, hold on a second now, that is like six years out. So over a six-year period, 25% really doesn't sound that much. Like if you're increasing annually by 4% or 5%, well, then by the end of six years, you are looking at about 25% to 30% of an increase. So really, uh, in that context, it doesn't actually sound too bad or, or too kind of extreme. And if you remember last week when we were talking in my episode number 83, I covered the main drivers that are kind of pushing the housing market. And certainly the the examination that I did into supply issues, you know, the constraint And then also the demand, the amount of demand that there is, it would certainly support the idea of a kind of rise in that kind of region. But then don't forget, I did cover the whole idea of affordability. And if house prices were to shoot up, you know, 25% in say the next 12 months, well, I just don't think that could actually happen because who's going to be buying the houses? They have to be affordable for people to be actually able to go out and raise the mortgages and all that and there's no way you know at the moment people are trying to kind of cover their payments and there, you know there's restrictions because of central bank guidelines but then if you factor in the fact that we're in also in a period of strong inflation and anytime there's a sort of strong inflation well of course pr- house prices will probably rise over that period of time but you're also going to see um you know rates rate increases because of inflation and so the cost of borrowing will incrementally increase as well so that could put a bit of a cap on it but then i do think if you're thinking about a six-year period the likelihood is is salaries and all of that stuff is going to be there's going to be wage demand pressure i imagine with with the increases that we've seen in the market, you know, just general inflation, the cost of fuel. There's already, last week, there was protests here in Ireland. Uh, I think there was probably protests around the world as well, but certainly in Ireland, there was a protest held against the cost of fuel. And the truck drivers, they launched a kind of a, a drive slow thing where they took to the roads and created these big convoys that delayed traffic. So it created kind of chaos in the streets. And I can see uh you know that kind of thing happening over the next couple of months more and more because prices have gone through the roof a lot of expense you know a lot of you know normal things have just started costing a lot more fuel being the most kind of obvious one when i fill up the tank of my car now it's at least 20 euro more expensive than it was like a year ago and so If that is the case, then I can see, uh, you know, unions getting involved and everyone out there kind of demanding higher salaries, higher wages. And that will, you know, look towards, you know, you'll start to see increases over the next couple of years. And as those increases factor in, then the affordability factors in, you know, you can... Once your salary goes up by 5 or 10%, then you can afford 5 or 10% more every month on mortgage payments. So it does all seem to support the actual idea that there will be an increase. Um, But before you all run out and start buying property in anticipation of this big, big increase, just remember that the inflation usually, and I've underlined the word usually here because This is not something that you necessarily are going to see for sure, but almost always in the history uh, of inflation, you've seen that central banks uh, rapidly increase their interest rates in order to try to get inflation back under control. And that is something that a lot of people are predicting is going to happen in this global market and that we'll start seeing. It's already happened now in... New Zealand, I read it just a few days ago, New Zealand's central bank has increased its borrowing rates in order to put a cap on inflation. So it's happening in real time here as we speak in New Zealand and there's other markets now that are kind of predicting that that will happen. So as soon as that happens, you can watch your mortgage payment increase. And so just be careful that you don't run out and buy something without predicting or or certainly anticipating an increase in your borrowing costs. And if you're able to go and you know, borrow a load of money right now, it might be an idea to go and fix your rates. Um, now, don't go out there and say, Gavin told me to do that. But it's just something to consider because there could well be a period now of, um, of rate rises. And so it might be possible for you to lock in your rates at a lower rate for a while. Anyway, just thought I wanted to mention that because we are in crazy times or cray-cray times, as um, my kids like to say. Now, before I get into the stress and overwork discussion, thought I would just also thank those people who responded last week to my mastermind offer. I've been blown away by the support and I'm really looking forward to working with the new members who've signed up. And um, I think I have one or two spots left in the program. So if anyone is interested, send me a direct message and I'll keep the offer open for another 48 or 72 hours. Um, Anyway, that's the end of that. Let's get into the main event. All right, how to deal with stress and overwork. As I mentioned at the uh, intro, at the start, uh, December is a festive and jolly time. But for some people, it can be very stressful. And if you have any kind of responsibility... For example, if you're a parent, you want to look after your family, you want your kids to have a great time, you want to provide for them, particularly young kids. You know, there's the magic of Christmas and all that. You want to make sure that you can provide that. So that puts you under a bit of pressure. And then if you're a person who's working with any kind of responsibility within your role, you're going to probably find that it is a super, super busy and hectic time. Certainly, I'm finding that at the moment. There's a lot of extra hours, a lot of extra shifts, a lot of extra, you know, demand. Um, There's, you know, there's there's crowds if you're out there shopping. There's, you know, trying to get into restaurants they are all booked up. Everything is just in this kind of crazy period at the moment. And that puts pressure on on everybody. And of course, if you are a property investor, then those stresses are also uh, prevalent at this time of the year. And often... One of the reasons for that is that you're trying to close your property deals. And I've seen it in the past, although I haven't noticed it so much this year. But in the past, I've seen that the the government will have announced some increase in the property taxes or something. And they will be making it, you know, that it's not retrospective. So if you have any properties bought in, say, this particular year, then you're safe. But if it goes into the next year, you'll be paying that increase. And so, of course, there's this mad scurry to try to get the deal closed before the end of the year so that you don't pay those extra taxes. And that is, that's very real. Like I've I've experienced that where you're literally shouting at solicitors and stuff to try to get the, the deal over the line before the end of the year. And it can be very difficult because December, everyone's getting invited out. There's a lot of a, a client entertainment going on and stuff. And so it uh, I can remember back when I was a younger man <laughs> back in the, uh, the the years you know the crazy years of the early 2000s and I was it was kind of I was, it was new to business so it was this Christmas thing was quite kind of new to me and I can remember for the month of you know those 3 or I think it was like 3 weeks 4 weeks running up to the Christmas kind of holiday I think I was out nearly five or six nights a week just going to dinners and being invited to be entertained by people and and doing my own entertaining and stuff. Just crazy and very bad for the health. But um, that's one thing that could be driving you, you know, bonkers at the moment if you're trying to get a deal over the line. The other thing that might be causing you and something that I'm currently going through is preparing budgets for 2022. Now, I'm actually in the process of I've prepared one or two budgets and I'm already, you know, finalizing one or two others. But I have about f- about six budgets to prepare for 2022. And then I have to go and meet with the, all the stakeholders before the year ends and present to them, you know, take their comments and feedback and things like that. And all of that has to be done while you're being invited to all this kind of entertaining and stuff. So I do get it. The pressure can be on out there. So how do you deal with it? to start with a lot of the time it comes down to your mindset and your good old behavior control or as I like to call it discipline. Now I was actually thinking this today well, probably one of the most important traits that you need for any kind of success in life um, is really discipline and focus and I would I would put those two at the very top. Now in the past I've referred to the six O's of real estate. And two of the, the ones at the very beginning were, you know, to have a roadmap and to have resilience. And I and I totally, you know, stick by that. However, if you want to kind of rank the, the top things that you really need, I would actually say that, you know, for people that are at the very beginning of their journey, you definitely need to have focus and discipline at the beginning of the journey. Because if you don't have those two, then you're not going to achieve enough to actually get to the point where you need a roadmap or the resilience i mean it all starts with focus and discipline and um, you know there's that old analogy about focus you know if sunlight we all stand out in the warm sunshine and it's fantastic you know nice warmth on your back and whatever but you go and take out a magnifying glass that will burn through paper because it's focused and that's just what focus does discipline obviously you know you can decide how you want to spend your day and you can flit it away on your phone you know flipping through Instagram feeds and things like that, or you can get the work done that you need to get done. And so focus on discipline, um, just what you're doing. And then after that, I would say consistency and patience. Um, Consistency is really also important because it's kind of like, I suppose you could call it like compound interest. If you're doing something every day, if something positive every single day, consistently in and out, in and out, you will see this kind of compound interest of the benefits of that over time. And that's why you need the patience, because it does take time. Anyway, I digress. The reason I mention mindset and discipline is because you can easily convince yourself that you're going to be super busy and super stressful, and this is going to be a dreadful month. And sure enough, that is exactly what you will experience. And I don't mean this in a kind of woo-woo kind of way. I actually have seen it myself. You can actually have like a, it's just a switch in your mind where you can just tr- kind of turn around and say, you know what, this is going to be the best December ever. And then you're just going to turn around and use your discipline to make it so. And um, you know, what I mean by that is like, don't overindulge. You can create enough time to go and achieve what needs to be done. Just make sure you're not going out there and burning the candle at both ends. And uh, and I've certainly done that in the, in my past and uh, it doesn't do you any good to kind of wake up with hangovers or having overeaten because if you overeat you're not you're not going to have a good night's sleep and that's going to impact you the following day and if you're going into work groggy then of course your your ability to kind of tick off the the tasks that you've put down for yourself to achieve this week they're going to be the things that suffer and so it has this knock-on impact so just bringing a little bit of discipline and mindset will actually help you kind of win out the month Remember to play the long game and watch your health during this period. I mean, if you, if you, you know, if you don't allow for your daily fitness regime to, you know, to get the focus that it needs or to get the priority that it needs, then you're going to get, you're going to fall behind. And then, of course, we all see January the first, everybody is out there kind of joining gyms and stuff like that. I remember last year, I was quite proud of myself. I decided that I was going to go on a intermittent fast in the i think i did it for like six or eight weeks before christmas and i decided that i wouldn't i would stop on the day of christmas as opposed to you know allowing myself to overeat you know working from home during lockdown things like that can be kind of difficult so last year was one of those times and uh, i can remember i ended up losing quite a few kilos and i felt really proud of myself you know that i had not overdone it and um and so we went into January feeling pretty strong. Now it does help that I was training for an Ironman at the time. So of course the uh, the, the workouts and stuff like that are pretty brutal. But I know it sounds a little bit easy to say, you know, uh, you know, just you know, switch, turn a switch in your mind, and that's all you need to do, and it's all going to be fine and da- you know, and dandy. But it literally is often just a decision, and you just have to kind of create the the right mindset around it. Now, for example, have you ever experienced when you have a flight to catch early the next morning and you have to set your alarm for like 4 a.m. or something like that? Have you ever struggled to wake at 4 a.m. when you have a flight to catch? I've never had a struggle. I've never struggled to get out of bed at 4 a.m. when I have a flight to catch. And that's because it has to be done and therefore you just get on with it. You don't kind of hit the snooze button. You just... Your mind tells you that this is important, and you get on with it. And the very same thing would happen if, you know, if your doctor told you that, you know, your your health is, you know, in a in a really difficult or a very risky kind of place, and that you need to be very, very careful. If you want to live another couple of years, you need to be very, very disciplined. Sure enough, that statement is going to, tra- you know, change your life. You are going to suddenly be very, very disciplined person, and but it's it it's simply a decision. You can simply, you know, because the doctor has told you this, it's kind of flipped a switch in your mind and suddenly you find it easier to be disciplined. But why is it that when the the stakes are not high that that discipline sort of disappears? It's really just a decision and it's just how serious and and whether or not you value the outcome at the other end and so it's it's all about kind of knowing what your outcome is know what what your goals are what are your long-term goals are you do you know what you're aiming for and is that what you're hoping to achieve and if you know what you want to achieve then i do think it can be easier to be disciplined as long as you have that kind of focus on the long game um so what else am i going to talk about here um i'm going to it, just in one more example, actually, it just pops into my head as I'm thinking about it, and that is that there's the mind. The mind plays a lot of tricks. And if I was to put, you know, a load of paving slabs that are the typical size of a paving slab, I think a six hundred mil square. If I was to put a line of paving slabs on the ground, stretching for say twenty meters, and I was to tell you to walk along those paving slabs you would have absolutely no difficulty whatsoever to walk 20 meters on, without falling off those paving slabs. Now, if I was to bring you to the top of a 20-story building and put you up on the parapet wall of the, on the edge of that building, 600 mil paving slabs in 20 meter long line, absolutely the exact same thing that you can do when it's on the ground, when there's no risk at all, but put you on the side of a building and ask you to do the same, and suddenly your mind is starting to play games with you again. So it just it's just a small example of how the mind just plays tricks on you and how something that should be simple, you can actually convince yourself that it is not simple and that it is very difficult to do. But just with the right mindset, you can actually flip that switch. And uh, anyway, now another aspect of the talk today was to go into overwork, and overwork is slightly different to stress. You can have stress because you've got a lot on your plate and all that kind of stuff, but it's not quite the same as having a sort of um, chronic overwork f- slipping into the way you're working and the way you're living. And I've experienced this in the past, back in, in 2008, when the world had you know turned upside down. Certainly for me, it had with the with the Lehman Brothers collapse. And I can remember this real sense of, you know, chronic overwork and in the end, burnout. And I was, you know, frantically trying to save my business, my investments. And it was like spinning, you know, 50 plates, Um, you know, just every time you're just finished spinning one plate, you're seeing another one about to fall off the stick at the other end or juggling, you know, so many balls in the air. It's just... there's a a feeling of just this is pointless, like everything, it's just I can't keep this going, it's going to all come crashing down and I can remember particularly the feeling of burnout when it was actually one of my birthdays, I can't remember which one, but it was probably in my kind of mid-30s, maybe 36 or something like that and I was in Spain and it was a lovely evening and my mother and my brother and my sister, like we were they were all in Spain to kind of celebrate with me for my birthday. It was my mum's birthday a few days before that. And um and I was sitting at my computer doing these kind of urgent emails that had to go out because, you know, the big deal I was working on was at the verge of collapse and stuff like that. And I can remember my family all sitting outside having a great time drinking champagne and stuff and stuff that I should have been enjoying as well on my birthday. And I was st- stuck inside sending these urgent emails, like not fun at all. And is it any wonder that I kind of suffered burnout back in those days? Um, now, how do you spot when, you know, there's, there's early signs and I had seen the early signs, but I took no notice of them because, you know, you're actually in the middle of this dreadful you know, it's just a really frantic time, and it's hectic, and you can kind of convince yourself that this is the most important thing, and you don't notice the warning signs that are kind of starting to pop up. And maybe you do know that there's something wrong, but you feel like what you're dealing with is so important that it cannot be ignored. But the reality is, is that you may be ignoring something else that is even more important. You may be ignoring your health, you may be ignoring your children, you may be ignoring your marriage, whatever it might be, there is something there that is being damaged as a result of the priority that you are placing on whatever it is that you're overworking on at the moment. And one of the early warning signs can be, if you have any kind of a regular routine that you do, that gives you you know joy or you know that you kind of just have to kind of do every day for me it's exercise I, I always have to get up early I have to get out get a run in or go biking or swimming or whatever it is but I do enjoy my early morning sort of routine and whatever whenever I feel so many days in a row if I miss that you know, it's okay to miss the odd one because something has come out of the blue or whatever. But if you're missing it consistently day in, day out, that's a little warning sign that there is something wrong with what, what, what your life is, you know, what's happening in your life right now. And, you know, that is something that makes me feel good, makes me feel human. And if I'm putting work ahead of that, then there's definitely a sign that I may be overworking. And, um, you know, it's, it's all fine, as I mentioned, you know, the odd occasion or if it's short term because of some sort of build up that's, that, you know, some sort of deadline that's approaching. That's, you know, OK, fair enough. But if this is something that's becoming kind of chronic or consistently day in, day out, then it is kind of a little bit of an early warning sign. And you may need to intervene uh, to start, you know, to sort this out. Now, just a kind of a little cautionary tale Uh, There was a chap I knew, I think it's probably 10 or a little bit longer ago, maybe 15 years ago now. Very, very nice chap, professional guy that I knew through work. Family man, had young children and working very, very, very long hours. His business was going through this crazy growth period and um, it it was just consuming him. Like every minute of the day, he was working late and all that kind of stuff. And he came home one evening complaining of, very bad headache had a lay you know lie down to see you know could he get it kind of sorted before they were going out for some dinner or something like that him and his wife and she comes back into the room and the guy has died 38 years of age brain hemorrhage and you just don't often see it coming until the damage has been done and that is something where i just sort of say like wake up now your health is your wealth remember it is often simply an attitude that needs to be changed is everything that you're doing really so important or are you making it more important than it is just have a think about that now i do get it like i've got important responsibilities there is times when i do you know put in the extra hours and i do all that stuff but if i find myself drifting i try to recognize it because i try to remember the story of my friend and um have you ever, here's an idea just to try to kind of maybe rectify it now, if you're in that situation, have you done a time audit on your activities? Are there any tasks that you could kind of have a look at and run through the four D's of time management? And um, if you haven't heard the four D's of time management, there's something that I often look at quite carefully. And if you just draw, uh, you know, get out a page and draw a line down the middle and then uh, turn it into a cross. So you've got four sections on your page. And the first section is one, section on to do. And that is if it's urgent and if it's important and like it literally has to be done right now today, that is your priority for the day, get that done. And you might have other things that are on that, in that box that are priorities. You've got to go and assign each of those a day And that will become your, you know, your top five things to to achieve this week or whatever it might be. And those are important. Now, in the next box, there is going to be uh, number two, and that is for delay. Those are things that are still important, but they're not urgent. And uh, what's, what's important to remember is when they're not urgent, they become urgent at some point in the future. But you don't need to do it right the second but do make sure that you schedule it and so delay it for you know a week or whatever needs to be done but do schedule it into your diary to be done so you're deferring it initially from today but you are still keeping it there as an important item to be scheduled the next is on the on the lower section uh, you're going to have the third box and that is delegate and these are items that are not so important and not urgent, well, urgent but not so important, we'll say. You gotta, first of all, you gotta review whether it's absolutely necessary for you to do this task or can it be delegated? Now, I often find that I'm working on something and I just automatically picked it up and started working on it. And you gotta think to yourself, hold on a second, anybody could do this, like it doesn't require my particular skill and therefore that is a task that needs to be delegated. Now, the fourth box, and this is probably the most important one, is delete or discard. And it's the fourth box, and it's not important, and it's not urgent. And that is literally not worthy of delegation to anyone. Like, just, it's a waste of time and resources. You don't want to be handing that over to somebody else to do for you, because it's actually of no value to anyone. And... Just run those things through your, if you're working on a load of, if you have a huge big to-do list, that is often a sign that um, you're not prioritizing properly. And it's important to kind of review what you're doing. Are you delegating correctly? Are you you know, working on what needs to be done? Or have you got this kind of busy work that is just keeping you kind of spinning all the plates, but it's actually not going to achieve anything? It's worth having a review of that because again, your health your family, whatever it is that you value, a lot of the time we can put those on the kind of uh, back burner while we're imagining that this is super urgent what we're working on right now and perhaps it isn't just that important. Anyway, I thought it was worth going over those two items today just given the fact that we are speeding towards the end of the year And certainly I've experienced this in the past. My morning routine tends to suffer whenever I'm going through a period of stress or overwork. And if I find I've missed too many days in a row of, say, my meditation or my journal exercise that I do in the morning, and definitely if I miss so many days of exercise, then I know it's a hint that there's something going on, that I'm pointing in the wrong direction and I need to change direction and sort of get things back on track. Your health and well-being is completely linked to your ability to provide for and support your family. Don't ever lose sight of that. All right, guys, that is the show. Catch you all next week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Behind the Facade. If you enjoyed this or found it useful, please take a moment now to leave a review on iTunes or indeed share it with a friend. If you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, please connect with me via the Facebook group Behind the Facade Community. Alternatively, send me a direct message on social media. My handle, as always, is Gavin J. Gallagher. You can stay up to date with all of the projects and things I'm working on by joining my tribe, adding your name and email over at gavinjgallagher.com. That's all for now, guys. See you back here next week.